Welcome to episode 7 of the DMV Girl Gang Empower Hour. 7 is the perfect number. It's a lucky number. Today we have our guest hosts, Veronica. Hello. And Emily. Hey. Emily's third time with us. Veronica's second. Yes. We always come back. (laughs) So thanks everyone for coming back after our break last week because the girl was on vacation because she turned... 31. And it's actually funny because on Friday we went to the movies with Veronica and Emily. And then we went to go eat. And the waitress did not ask me for my ID. So I made it a point to let her know that she forgot to check for my ID. Because for her to assume that I was over 21 was just rude. Okay. Luckily we had our ID. Oh yeah, I did that before (laughs) checking with Veronica and Emily that they had their ID. If they didn't, they wouldn't have been able to drink. But my point would have been made. (laughs) (laughs) And it's your birthday. You can do what you want. But anyway, our topic for this week is friendships. But before we get to our poll questions, just wanted to go around and ask you ladies, who has empowered you this week, male or female? Veronica? I would have to say that my uncle has actually empowered me. And the way he's done that is because he's actually my mechanic. And so anytime I have car issues, I take my car to him. And rather than just fixing it for me, he actually makes me watch whatever it is he's doing and explains what this part of the engine does, what this does. So I think it's really empowering because he's teaching me Mm -hmm. and I feel more prepared for the next time I go to the dealer by myself and the people who work there try to take advantage of me. Well, it won't work because my uncle has taught me a few things over the years. So um, I find that empowering. Because knowledge is empowerment. Yes. How about you, Emily? Someone who empowered me recently was a girl named Deja. She actually used to work with me before. I bumped into her randomly at a hotel that I stayed at this weekend. And she was working there, but it was nice to see her and talk to her. I felt really empowered because she talked to me about how much of an impact I made on her when we worked together. So That's nice. That's nice to know you've made a difference in somebody's life somehow, some way. I was empowered this week by every single woman who attended the DMV Girl Gang Spring Mixer. Everybody literally showed up to network. You could tell that they were willing to meet new people and people were receptive and lots of conversations were going on. And I heard of a lot of collaboration ideas that came from it. So it was great. Thanks for everybody that showed up. That was very empowering to me. And it just showed that Our movement is doing something and working towards female empowerment and positive collaboration. Okay, like I said earlier, the poll questions were in regards to friendships. That was a topic. So question number one was, I have lots of female friends. 54% of the females that answered replied yes, and 46% replied no. It's pretty much down the middle, basically. How would you, how did you answer? So I don't remember what I put because it was kind of like a two-sided question because I have more lady friends than guy friends. I think my guy friends are really my significant other's friends, so I can't really Mm, claim them for my own. Um, And then the girlfriends that I do have, I wouldn't say I have a lot of them. Maybe, you know, I can probably count them on my two hands, how many people I hang out with. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I didn't say I have a lot of girlfriends. I think that part of growing up is 
finding out who your closer friends are. So Mm -hmm. I feel like when we're younger, we tend to have a larger group of friends. And as you get older, that group gets smaller. Like I said, I have a small group of girls that I still consider friends and hang out with, but I wouldn't say I have a ton of girlfriends. And I don't think I have many guy friends. I'd say my brother is probably my only guy friend. I agree in terms of when you're younger everybody's your friend. Yeah. And even me, even till recently, if you were nice to me, I assumed you were my friend. But now as you get older, you start to draw the line between friends and acquaintances. Right. Yeah. So I have a lot of female acquaintances, more so than men. I don't really have a lot of male friends, to be honest. I think back in the day, before I was married, maybe I did. Or before I was in a serious relationship, maybe I did. Um, I had one particular, like, I guess I would say best guy friend. And now he's in a relationship and I'm married. And, you know, things change. Yeah. And I'm not out there looking for new guy friends because that's kind of, like, weird. Yeah. But, um, But I definitely have a lot of female acquaintances. And in terms of close friends, same. I would probably have, like, a handful of close friends, people that I would, women that I would consider close friends. I agree. I think that a lot of the females around me are acquaintances or people that I know because of activities or mm-hmm. um, things like that. So I've met a lot of people because of my daughters, the activities that they're involved in, but I wouldn't say that those parents or moms or dads are my friends. But I do have a small group of girlfriends that I can consider close. Okay. Yeah. And I also think that there's a difference just for like, I think this the purpose of this whole conversation. You have work friends, you have yeah. social media friends, and then you have like family yeah. friends and then like fur day friends. Yeah. So there's different kinds of friends, but even so I still only have like a handful of girlfriends. Same here. Yeah. Question number two. I have a female best friend. 83% of the ladies said yes, and 14% of the ladies said no. I said no. You do not have a female best friend? No. Who's your best friend? Do you have a best friend? Do you believe in best friends? I did at uh, some point. That sounded like it came from a dark place. No, no. Um, well, I guess I have two friends that have been my best friends, I guess, since uh, elementary school. And it's a girl. One's a girl and one's a boy. Mm. But we don't frequent each other that much. We talk, but I guess we still consider each other our best friends because when we do get together, we do talk. That connection's still there. I love those kinds of friendships. Where you kind of just pick up where you left off. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it is. And um, it's it, a good friendship. It is. Well, it's it's hard to stay connected. One, our everyday lives, our responsibilities. One of them is in a different state. Mm. She's in North Carolina. You would consider that you have a female best friend. She's just in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't believe in best friends. It's just that I don't like using the title because I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the other person. Really? Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like, oh, you're my best friend. And it's like, whoa, that's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> that's what I think. So I'm just like, that's my really close friend. Like, I would consider you two my really close friends. Yeah, same. I don't want you to feel like, damn, she thinks I'm her best friend. But I don't know if she's my best friend. Like, I don't need to... Put that pressure on you. I don't think the title best friend has like to at do least with in anything. my mind. That's a lot of pressure on you guys. But if y'all want to be my best friend, <laughs> <laughs> I can make y'all a mug. To me, like I think for me, like a best friend is someone that you could honestly trust some of your deepest, darkest secrets to. 
And I can honestly say that you're one of those two people that I know on my life, at least, that I definitely have trusted with stuff that no one else knows. So I definitely would say that I have a best friend. I think I have two best friends, actually. Um, Wait. Are you calling me a best friend? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just serious. Everything I just said, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I actually Googled uh, what it means to be a best friend or a good friend. Along with good friends who are present, loyal, and honest, most people want friends who are trustworthy. If you can't count on a person, it's hard to consider them a good friend. Mutual trust between friends is a building block of a solid friendship that could last a lifetime. So like trust, what you said, which you trust me. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I feel like trust has like is one of the biggest things for me. And I think that a best friend is someone who will never stab your back, always tell you to your mm-hmm. face when something's going on. And by that, I mean, you know, let's say I'm doing something wrong or stupid. Like I know you and my other best friend will tell me and just, you know, be honest and say, well, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're overreacting here or you're, you know, mm-hmm. someone who can kind of tell you the truth without like, being mean or yeah. a bitch about it. And like, who's looking out for your best interest at all times. So like, let's just yeah. play devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i would consider emily and veronica my best friends unless that's a lot of pressure then no i don't want to <laughs> wait now you have to scratch out that <laughs> you said earlier. see to me even somebody who won't consider me a best friend i try to do as much as i can for that person if i care about them whether they consider me whatever like you do it unconditionally yeah and you guys are family too so yeah there's like an added layer Oh, best friend. Best friend. (laughs) Now I feel left out. (laughs) Okay, question number three. I consider myself to be a good friend. 98% of the ladies said true, and 2% of the ladies said false. Thinking back to the definition, loyal, trustworthy, present. So I'm trying to think in terms of the people or the ladies that said false, which kudos to them for being honest. Yeah. They didn't really give a follow-up as to why they chose that but maybe they don't feel like they're present or maybe they lied or something like that you know I don't want to make assumptions but at least they know and at least they're aware I was a little bit torn on whether to say yes or no Mm -hmm. mostly because me being there all the time I can't do that even if I would love to I can't always be at every event yeah or even I'm really bad at responding to text messages um I'm more like a phone call kind of person, Mm -hmm. especially because I have long drives. So to me, it's just much easier to call somebody, talk for a little bit, and then go about my day. I feel like texting is a lot more pressure because it's an ongoing conversation that never ends almost. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I can't always commit commit to. to. So that's the only reason why I would say no, because I'm not very good at responding. I feel like that's a common thing, though, nowadays. Like, not everybody is on top of their phone all the time responding. And sometimes, for me, sometimes I'll see a message, and I'm in the middle of something, and then I won't get back to it. Not because I am ignoring them, but just because it came, like, at a wrong time. Right, yeah. But some people don't understand that, and some people feel let down because of it sometimes. And sometimes you might think you're a good friend, but the perception from the other side is 
like, oh, she never responds or something. So they might consider you. I think in that case, if you feel like your friends aren't responding to your text messages, I feel then that's when you, either of you, could take the next step and just call. Call, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You give them a call because maybe they're, especially if they have a family and if they have a job and all that, it, it gets a little difficult. The reason why I think that I'm a good friend is because I try, even though I'm not calling my friends every day, checking in from time to time, maybe not all the time, and maybe not to say, hey, are you good? Sometimes it's just like a random article or something funny. Basically, I try to be as present as I can. If I know something important is happening in your life, that I want to check in. I'll try to check in. JT always remembers my anniversary. Or... April 6th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got really good memory. <laughs> yeah, so I try to remember everybody's birthday, um, their anniversary. I don't know yours, though. November 21st. I'll remember that now. <laughs> I try to let them know that they're on my mind, even if it's not every day, but once in a while, throughout the week, throughout the month. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a good friend, too. Yeah, I think minus, the minus the not responding thing, because if somebody talks to me about what's going on, or like you said, things that you know that are important in their lives, then you'll make that effort to mm-hmm. check in, talk to them, or if there's something that you can do to help. And you know how and you know how you said that you're not good at texting. I feel like a good friend would know that, so they're gonna call you. Yeah, that's true. so true. They wouldn't get mad at you if they really yeah, knew who you if were. they really knew who you were. She never answered. I'm just gonna call. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am a good friend, but I guess it would just depend on what my friends say. <laughs> JT. No, I think you're both. I think you're both very good friends. Um, with Veronica, sometimes in retrospect, I'm like, that was stupid. That was a waste of time conversation because I'd be like, <sighs> so okay, so way back in the day when we were dating, and even now, sometimes relationship stuff, and it's like, if I were Veronica, I'd be like, all right, shut up. But it's like, on and on and on the same thing. And then like the next day, you're like, we're good relationship wise, and then it's like, well, that was a waste of time. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know she's never she's never been like all right shut up <laughs> like i'm usually the one that feels so like, you guys can vent to each other yeah so. and you and then you so at some point throughout my vent my venting session i'm like all right i'm talking a lot let me let her go <laughs> <laughs> question number four in my life i have had to deal with a frenemy 79 percent of the ladies said true 21 percent of the ladies said false and just for the purposes of our podcast, I looked up the definition of a frenemy. A frenemy is a person with whom one is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry. I said true. Yeah, I said true. I said true too. I think it happens more when you're younger. At least in my situation, I feel like I had a lot of frenemies when I was younger because you were trying to force friendships yeah. that weren't meant to be. Yeah. Um, I feel like even... A couple couple years ago, I was still having relationships like that because either I didn't want to come off like a bitch and like be like be the one to end a relationship that I knew that was not the healthiest, yeah, or like there was no like genuine, yeah, there was no genuine yeah. care for each other. It right. was just more a one upping of each other, or like who's better type thing, competition type thing. So I definitely think that comes with maturity, and it also comes with. Um, self-esteem because there's I would say that even me like back in high school or in elementary school and girls are mean yeah and you keep them around because you're like oh well, that's my friend but if you had a higher self-esteem 
That's so true. You would be like, yeah. I'm okay without her. She's like totally being mean. I don't need that in my life. I can find other friends. But that comes with maturity and self-esteem, like I said. Well, some people never change, though. What do you mean? Like never, never let go of the frenemies? No, I think that some, you know how you said it's like maturity. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people just, that's just the way they are, their nature of yeah. having like those ongoing competitions with people or having friendships just for beneficial reasons or making themselves feel better about themselves. Yeah, or they have some kind of benefit. Um, I actually had one friend that, um, she wasn't my friend to me because I actually really cared about her a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I started realizing how much she would use the crap out of me. Like how much I would help her, how much I would do things for her. Gave her a place to stay, got her a job. I mean, I did a bunch of stuff for her. The end result was her thinking she was good and then forgetting about it or forgetting about all of that stuff and i never expected Mm -hmm. anything back from her except for friendship right you did it because you cared for her as a friend exactly so when you found out that she was kind of using you when you figured it out did you end the like did you kind of dead the relationship or did you keep i just stopped trying to contact her she didn't need me so she didn't really like call me or text me or anything Mm. so i get i didn't bother to seek her friendship anymore it just sucks because like i said you care about yeah it's It's not mutual unfortunately that's maybe not a friend of me in the sense that she's not jealous but a friend of me in the sense that she's using you at least nothing bad happened to you in your life as a result all you did was Mm -hmm. lose a friend or someone you thought was a friend um, you probably accrued some expensive. <laughs> I did, but, you know. She didn't pay her rent? Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> Sometimes you give somebody a benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, they have a kid. They haven't been working. They've been struggling to find a job. And mm-hmm. like I said, you care about them. That's your good karma, though. That's good karma yeah. for you. For me, I think, um, like, my example is where you have a friend who becomes a friend of me. And my thing is you always, at least in my case, I feel like I have to be careful. Not that I'm, I have, like, all these crazy skeletons in my closet or anything but Mm -hmm. like I said before to me trust is a big issue and I trust my closest friends with you know everything and there have been times where the trust was betrayed and Mm. so you know it's one of those situations where I may not have completely ended a friendship but it's one of those things where because of what happened I just keep mental notes and you know Mm. emotionally back away so I'm still you know I still can be friends with this person and hang out and such but I know better than to you know open up again and and then trust her with things that go on in my life so you know we've become friends on a more superficial level I guess Mm -hmm. you can say so I don't know if she knows that but I I don't know if that counts as a frenemy but you know it's just someone I'm more guarded against because of things that have happened in the past I think that a frenemy is like for me personally I think a frenemy is just someone that you have in your life and you guys are going through the motions that friends would. Like, you guys go out, maybe even you guys talk on the phone or whatever. But deep down, the care is not mutual. Like, they don't really care about you as a person. Right. I think frenemies, you get to a point in your life when you realize that you have them. And it's really up to you if you're going to keep them around or if you're going to be mature enough to say this relationship is not for me. It's not working for me. It's one-sided. Yeah. I feel like people of all ages can still be like that. It's just the only word I can think of is just petty. (laughs) Petty. And it sucks because sometimes it's family. Yeah, that's true.
sometimes it's family that is acting frenemy-esque towards you and they're family so it's not like you can unsee them unless you have like a falling out but if you want to keep it cordial they're always going to be around so then you gotta keep them at arm's length right question number five i can trust my close friends with my deepest darkest secrets 77 percent of the ladies said true 23 percent of the ladies said false i said false well, not just close friends, just friends in general. So, uh, I think you can say different things to different friends. Because some friends just have a bigger mouth than the other friends. And maybe they don't mean it in a malicious way. They just can't keep a secret. Yeah. So as long as it's not something where everybody, the whole planet finds out my secrets because then we ain't friends anymore. If they like kind of tell your secret once, it's kind of like as long as nothing, no major harm came from it. I just know that I can't really tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. But me personally, people can tell me anything and I'll take it to my grave. At one point, I had a friend who told me she was pregnant and she told me, do not tell anyone. And I was like keeping the secret like lock and key. And then someone's like, did you hear that this person is pregnant? I'm like, wait. Oh my god. Who told you that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, she did. And I'm like, why am I over here keeping your secret yeah. that you already told everybody? Waste of secret space. But yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I, I actually said it depends too. I think that like work friends, you'll tell certain things. Mm-hmm. I feel like my sister, I can't really, I can't really talk about certain things with her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sexual stuff I wouldn't talk to her about. If okay, I want to tell her, like, a sexual secret or something, you know? She, I wouldn't want to give her an image, you know? Who do you talk about your sex stuff to? Because you always have somebody to talk to. You don't talk to me about your sex stuff. I do talk to you guys about my sex stuff. Remember last time when we were playing that game? What yeah. game? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> what game? Was well, it we're like, never game? can I ever, whatever. Never can I ever. Never oh, have I ever. never have I ever. <laughs> That's a very dangerous no. game. No, but I mean, like... I don't really talk about my sex life to anybody, I think, uh, except for... I have two friends that I pretty much tell everything to that know everything about me, and you're one of them. Yeah, but you never tell me stuff. I mean, Veronica and I, you know, talk about... Details. There's the no details. such thing as TMI between us. We're always like, TMI, <laughs> and the, the response is like, no such thing. <laughs> Do you want to hear about my sex life? <laughs> Oh my God, now I'm like, intrigued. No, I just feel like I'm here for you if you need to talk about your sexuals. I'll talk to you about my sexuals. Well, see, now I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> I think the majority say that they can trust your close friends with their deepest, darkest secrets because we at least have one person. Do you feel like you at least have one person that you can tell your deepest, darkest secrets to? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll talk to like my husband about a lot of stuff that I wouldn't talk to anybody else about. True. He knows, like, more of my family secrets like true what kind Mm -hmm. of secrets i have like oh my so-and-so pissed me off because of this but it's not something i will tell them okay i can see that so you don't necessarily feel like you have to share it with your female best friend because you you tell your husband yeah your husband and you have yeah or it's irrelevant to tell my female best friend because they have no idea who my sister is or something because oh no i'll fill my friends in like, mm-hmm. I know I've, like, vented to, like, Rocio about co-workers. Yeah. <laughs> she has no idea who they are. That you had to tell them the backstory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, like, if my mom pisses me off. I tell Chris. Yeah, you're right. I or I tell Veronica. Question number six. Have you ever lied to a close friend? 59% of the ladies said yes. 41% of the ladies said no. Um, I've lied to friends, like, in terms of small lies, like... 
Oh, I can't make it because my kids. <laughs> Same <laughs> here. Mom life. <laughs> but really, I'm just on my couch or or doing something else. Some usually it's because I just don't feel like going out. I feel like with you two, I'll be like, eh, can we just do it next week? So I don't feel like I lied to my close friend. In the sense that, you know how sometimes you feel like you need to lie, like, about their outfit to make them feel like, you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings or lie about just whatever. But I feel like my close friends, I'll be like, mm, maybe we should try another look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might have, like, white lies for acquaintances or friends. Just because I don't know how you're going to take reality. <laughs> I probably have to agree. Um... And I'm really forgetful, so if I did lie, I'd probably forget about it mm. and then end up getting caught later. So I couldn't think of a specific example where I lied to anyone, um, except for, like you said, the white lies. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got something else. Sorry. The second part of this question was, if yes, about what have you lied? Well, this person said because when you have fights with your boyfriend, you lie to your friends because you don't want them to hate him. Right. Because that, that does usually sense. end up happening when you tell your girlfriends all the bad things that have happened between you, then they start to dislike the person. And because they care about you. Yeah. And kinda. it makes sense that you just are kind of too dumb to realize it in the moment. You're you like know? blinded by love. Yeah. Or lust. Yeah. Um, and then someone else said, things that I don't feel comfortable sharing. I feel like if you're lying to your close friend about things you're not comfortable sharing, then they might not really be your close friend. Yeah, I would have to agree. Well, it also depends on the person. On the the friend? No, like the the self person. The person that's lying. Yeah, because what if they're just not comfortable talking about stuff or it's hard for them? I mean, I know for me... They're more introverted? Like, to me, it's hard to talk about stuff. I don't know what that life is. (laughs) (laughs) No, or you just don't know how to say something or... Yeah, you don't want to come off. No, I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you have a best friend or a close friend... You should feel comfortable talking to them about pretty much anything. So if they're your close friend, if they're I still disagree. A best friend. <laughs> Sometimes you're just not a person who likes to talk about stuff. Like I could see that. I just I think, why for example, us two. If we're talking, who's usually talking more? Are you saying you're talking about? <laughs> no, I mean it's not even that. It's just that. Maybe you're more comfortable and sharing talking, things. Talking, talking, and then I'll kind of like force you into combo. Not force you, but I'll be like, so, yeah. <laughs> or if I answer my conversation or my answers might be shorter. I or... actually disagree because we've hung out a few times now and I don't think you're really that quiet. Like, I feel like you actually do. Because you're probably comfortable and... at this time, yeah. at this point. Oh. Oh, yay, so I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Unless that's too much pressure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, someone says, I lie about the small stuff and also how my husband feels about them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I... Like how? What what does that mean? I feel like I have had some relationships that my husband's not like the number one fan of that person. And I'm not going to be like, well, my husband doesn't like you. Because then that'll just be awkward. So that's definitely a lie. You know what? It's a lie to say. If they know you're with your husband and you're like, Chris says hi, when he definitely (laughs) sure damn didn't. That's a lie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last response i'll read about this question um she lied this person lied to their friend because they were going through a rough time in life and it was easier to tell her that it would end soon whatever they were talking about than telling her that it was a long and hard road ahead but she would make it there is a place in time for the truth and this was not the time i i feel like in deep situations like that like maybe if someone's going through a divorce and you don't want to be like well you're gonna be alone and sad for a long ass time <laughs> like yeah. you can be like you know it's yeah, gonna be fine it'll be good even though 
though you know that might not be the case. I, I feel like lies like that are more like comfort lies. Yeah. And that's fine. And that goes back to our first episode where Emily was talking about being vulnerable. I think sharing, you know, something really major that's going on in your life that makes you feel embarrassed or sad or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and telling someone, you really have to kind of put yourself out there for that. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's comfortable feeling vulnerable. So it definitely takes more courage to share or vent or seek help when it's a situation that's harder to deal with, I guess. Yeah. And you don't want to be met with a, like, maybe not even, you don't want to be met with reality, but you don't want to be met with a harsh response. Like, well, that sucks yeah. for you. Like, I mean, it could be a harsh yeah. response or I told you so. Yeah. Or, but yeah, like you said, you sometimes it's or, not the time. Or, or pity and you don't want pity. Yeah. And it's just, sometimes you just need, like you said in the first episode, sometimes you can empower people just by listening. Yeah. yeah. So question number seven. The women I consider to be my close friends are always empowering me. 87% of the ladies said true. 13% of the ladies said false. And before we give our answers, I'll say, if you have people that you consider friends who aren't empowering you, frenemies, they're not your friend, they're your frenemy. I agree. Yep. So to the 13%, uh, figure out who those people that you consider close friends that aren't empowering you and figure out what you're going to do with them because they're your frenemy. And well, it, you know comment here mm-hmm. if they're not empowering you that's different than them bringing you down so there are people in your life that don't just serve neutral. a real purpose other than you know you have fun conversations <laughs> you you know you have similar interests but that's about it there's no you guys aren't meant to be friends and hang out and you know do things together or unless they're only doing it for fun what do you mean like sometimes like- people just hang out to have fun not to like Right, that's Be in I mean. depth. Like, mm. there's a, there are acquaintances. Like, if we were to all hang out and invite our friends, there's acquaintances that we'd all have in the same room. And it's not that you're meant to be friends with them. So it's not like they should be empowered. But then they're, but then they're your they're acquaintance. Just, they're just an acquaintance. Like, I yeah. guess, yeah. So then, that change, so then I take it back then. Because then that's, yeah, because there's then a difference between so, an acquaintance and a friend. Yeah, so there's either... They're either your acquaintance or your friend of me because they're not your close friend if they're not empowering you. Because I feel like that's the definition of being a good, a close friend or like the definition of a good close friend. Somebody that empowers you. Somebody that's like, for example, if you have a friend who is working on getting higher self-esteem and you see that they're really, they really tried one day to like dress up or whatever. If you're empowering your friend, you're going to be like, you look really good as opposed to being like, mm, you could have done this differently. That's a friend of me. <laughs> right. They're not empowering you. Maybe I would get them out of the close friend category because my close friends empower me constantly all the time yeah and that makes you want to be around those people more and talk to them more i definitely have people in my life who are acquaintances or even were frenemies at one point and now they've been dropped down to other categories (laughs) um, that don't empower me whatsoever or they only empower me to a certain extent you know what i mean like they don't want me to supersede them Oh, they want to see you do good, but they not want to see you shine, <laughs> but not shine brighter than them. Yeah, my close friends empower me. Uh, every time, even though it might be limited, the times that I do see them, I think that every time we do get together, we're empowering each other. We're talking about, um, and this is actually a different group of friends that I'm talking about right now. It's for ladies that I used to work with. Um, even though we don't work together anymore, we're still really close friends. We're all in different parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them doesn't have kids.
kids, but she's older. One of them is really young. She doesn't have kids. She's in school. The other one has two kids, and her husband passed away, so she's mm-hmm. a widow. That's a very, like, mixed group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? it's really mixed. And then the other one, she has kids that are around my age. You know, every time we get together, we're always empowering each other. Our differences bring us together, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool whenever we hang out. Number eight was more of an open-ended question. Describe a time you really let down a friend or vice versa. So I feel like genuinely I'm a nice person. I feel like I have my bitchy moments. If someone comes for me, you will find me (laughs) type thing. But there's this one time that I remember, and it haunts me. It haunts me constantly. Back when I was in college, I had a house party. My mom was out of town. My parents were out of town, actually. I had a house party for my boyfriend at the time, the birthday party. And my goal was to have it, like, contained. Like, only invite a certain amount of people. And just, like, everybody showed up. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so one of my work friends at the time, because I worked at a clothing store, she was there. And she was like, hey, can I invite so-and-so who also worked with us at this clothing store? And what haunts me is I was like, no, she can't come. But in my mind, I was trying to contain the amount of people that were there. Right. But there was already, like, so many people. So the way that I said no, and she was kind of like, oh, okay. She was alarmed because that wasn't me. That wasn't who I was. It's not what you said. It's how how I said it. I'm like, no. And so she kind of... The girl who was at the party who asked me if her friend could come, or our work friend, I guess you could say, because she had never done anything to me. Um, She was kind of, like, taken aback, and she said, oh, and she kind of just sat there the whole time. She didn't really enjoy herself, because the other person was obviously, like, her well, really I can't, I can't come. It was her really close friend, actually. Oh. Um, We have, like, mutual friends, and if you're listening, Irene didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't know where the bitchiness came from, but it haunts me because I see her like on people's IG stories and I'm like, we could have something, but it <laughs> was because I was friends. like a bitch <laughs> and I'm sorry. Why did I have to say no? And why did I have to say it like that? You probably were just stressed too. I mean, I, but I never said sorry. No. I never. And we kept working together for a little bit after that. Oh. Like I never said sorry. Never I never explained it. explained it. I just let it be. Obviously, she doesn't talk to me with good reason. I don't blame her. But that was a while ago. But I feel like if I saw her, she wouldn't talk to me. If you're listening, I'm sorry. You look great. How about you, Emily? Um, I felt let down before. Um, actually, it is one of my cousin's ex-girlfriend. It was funny because we were frenemies at first, and it was because somebody else had that knows me. I don't know what they would say to her for her to Instigate. have, yeah, like a bad concept of me i think a lot of it was just jealousy for attention for my cousin mm-hmm. and Which um, i don't get when i do that but yeah because uh, your family mm-hmm. yeah and um you know we started becoming really close friends and then we were really really good friends and we kind of like scratched the bed you know that was at the beginning the front of me part and mm-hmm. we we're really good friends and then we stopped seeing each other as much because we were working in different areas. It was harder to see each other and it got harder to talk because if I was 
was working, she was off and vice versa. So mm-hmm. we couldn't really spend time together as much. So I guess it also kind of like let me down that when I needed her, she kind of wasn't there. Yeah. Or at least that's how I felt. Even though I I knew at the same time that she couldn't. So I kind of was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to hold it against her. But what I kind of do, like, hold against her, I guess, is that, like, she never really proceeded to keep the friendship alive. Yeah. So she broke up with your cousin, and then she kind of broke up with you. No, actually, um, we still talked even after they broke up. Or maybe she thought that, you know, keeping a relationship with me meant that eventually she would have to frequent him or something mm. like that. That's you a know. slippery slope. Yeah. yeah, and but I, I thought our friendship was stronger than that. But then I was like, maybe I was naive to think that, you know. Maybe she just saw you as a work buddy. And you guys don't work together anymore, so. Maybe. That sucks, though. Yeah. Because we kind of, like, went through a lot of stuff together, so. It's like a two-pronged thing there, though, because, number one, you know, if she stays friends with you, then what if your cousin gets a new girlfriend? She's got to know about this new girlfriend, or... Mm-hmm. what if your cousin gets a new girlfriend he knows that his ex is still friends with his family like I would be bothered if I was the new girlfriend in that situation I don't mm-hmm. know how she felt about your cousin but maybe she also would feel a certain way if he got a new girlfriend so I feel like that kind of changes the dynamic if it was just you and her that had become friends and then for some reason she just yeah. fell off I feel like that would be worse but it's you her it's just you and her but you're the me- you're a memory of him I guess. But I see how it could be. Because you're like, hey, I'm me. I'm not him. I, I, I can see your point of it. But then I can also see, like, her point of view. Yeah. Yes. It's all right. How about you, Vito? Um, So my example is actually of a time I think I've let my friends down. So a few years back, I was dating someone that yeah. didn't like my friends very much. Mm. And I was pretty naive and young. So I kind of let myself be... Blinded. Blinded by him. And so during that time, I didn't see a lot of my girlfriends and I'd probably miss birthdays and, you know, just random outings. I missed out on a lot. But then that relationship ended and my girlfriends were all there for me. So that kind of made me realize that love interests in your life kind of can mm-hmm. come and go, but you situations that you go through really show you who your friends are. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, thankfully, they didn't hate me. They kind of took me back. Yeah. Um, and so we've Because they could have gone the other way. Right. They could have just, you know, decided to not deal with me anymore because I kind of ditched them for a while. But I feel like when you're young, everybody goes to that. Everybody, like, drops everybody for their boyfriend. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, everybody, but the majority. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I had this really, really close friend who I went to high school with her, but we didn't speak, but we started working together. And when we started working together, she was actually pregnant. And I was, this was way before I had kids. So I don't know what it was. We just became really close. I went to her baby shower. I took care of her kid from time to time and whatever. But then fast forward and like a few years later, I started dating Chris, my husband. And I will say that in the beginning, like he was a little douchey. I have told this before. He knows the story. So she didn't really approve of him. Um, You appreciate that your friend cares for you and is concerned for you in terms of your relationship. But it got to the point where we totally drifted. And I didn't really understand why. came back to me later that it was because she didn't approve of my now husband. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where we drifted apart. I ended up inviting her to my wedding. And she went. And then... After the fact, after the wedding, she was still voicing her disapproval. So it's like, why'd you go to the wedding? Why'd you go to the wedding then? (laughs) Yeah. 
Why'd you go to the wedding? I was like, you know what? I'm going to try again to like mend the relationship, whatever was wrong with it. And I invited her to my son's birthday party. Not this year, but last year. And she showed up and her whole energy was like, I'm here, but I don't want to be here. I actually saw somebody offer her food. I I saw her turn to her now husband and mouth, ew. That was kind of like it for me. I mean, I didn't feel any animosity towards her. I was definitely like disappointed later on. So that was November. So then this last summer I posted and I like came out about my postpartum depression and she messaged me and she was like, congratulations, you came off vulnerable and and relatable or something like that. But I was like, ew, that's condescending. Are you hating? Are you trying to be I could, I didn't know how to, but I, it didn't sit well with me. And so then it was further established that we were no longer friends because she actually got married and she didn't invite me, which kudos to her for not feeling obligated to invite me. Mm-hmm. And I probably should have followed suit and not had invited her to my wedding. I wouldn't have regretted it if I hadn't heard that she was still in disapproval of the marriage you know what I mean so she just let me down and I'm not sure if I did something that maybe contributed to her whatever I'm not gonna say that I'm like faultless I don't know she never said anything to me I feel like she let me down because we were really close and she never said anything like to me that she disapproved of the relationship she said it to other people oh yeah that's not good and it came back to me I feel like that's not someone who was a good friend anyway. And I say that because I know with, you know, one group of my friends, there are guys that we have not approved of. Mm -hmm. And I think your purpose as a friend is to be honest in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you can't constantly, you know, say negative things about this person to your friend because at the end of the day, it's her life. She's going to do what she wants. And if you value your friendship, you want to be there for her no matter what. And, you know, who knows how long these relationships with these guys are going to last. Kind of like for me, you know, I kind of ditched my friends and thankfully they waited me out and I still have friends. But, you know, you don't know how long these relationships are going to last and everyone goes through stuff. And, you know, if you really value them as a friend, then you kind of still want to be there for them if shit hits the fan or if it doesn't hit the fan or, Mm -hmm. you know, if they genuinely seem happy, then you want to be happy for them I, I don't know I feel like I mean she might have not been an honest true friend with you yeah if she really couldn't put that aside I and mean, after all it was your life not hers one of our listeners said that a time she was let down was when you expect them your friends to be supportive and protect you but they are selfish and have the they want you to do good but not better than them mentality Hashtag unacceptable. So kind of what we mentioned before. Yeah. The next open-ended question is describe a time when your close friends did something kind for you or describe a special memory with your close friends that you will never forget. So the friends that I was talking about earlier, the four ladies that are very, we have the different situations. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually not that long ago where we randomly decided to get together, but the fourth one couldn't come. And we were undecided on what to do. So one of them was just like, why don't we get a hotel room? And we all looked at her like, what? (laughs) What? And she was like, yeah, let's just get a hotel room and, um, like, just hang out. We don't necessarily have to go anywhere. It ended up being really fun. Got some Moscato and we got our room. We ordered food to the room. We watched a movie. We just talked all night. We were there. Just like a slumber party. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a slumber party. That's cute. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was a really memorable moment. 
How about you, though? The only thing that I thought of that happened recently was probably my birthday. Um, we ended up going to my friend Leslie's beach house, and all of my friends there um, decorated the house with a Walking Dead theme. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, like, obsessed with the Walking Dead. So literally from the moment you walked in, it was like you were entering a crime scene or, like, it was Halloween oh, <laughs> in that's September. so funny. Um, and uh, Rocio actually baked me a cake, and it looked like a graveyard with all these little tombstones. Oh, that's cute. So I thought that was really thoughtful, and it made me feel special on my birthday. It's always good to feel special on your birthday. Yeah. I just feel really special when my friends, like, show effort, I guess you could say, or they're present in my life. That just makes me feel like, okay, we're still good friendship-wise, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to go anywhere, we don't have to do anything. Just, if I need you, basically, or if you need me, we're there for each other. But it's also fun to hang out, like, to have girls' nights, and to have time to chit-chat. Because, like we said before, you do get caught up in life, and it's good to make time for each other. One of our listeners said, I don't know, I think as we got older, seeing them there for me through the good and the bad is special enough, and that I can count on them to just simply pray for me. Oh, I like cool. that a lot. Yeah. That's, that sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> that was deep. I really yeah. like that. Okay, so you know how usually we have an article to kind of go with the topic? This time I found, it's more of a list that I found on the sheapproach.com. It's 30 ways to empower your best friend. So I'm just going to read down the list real quick. They're pretty short. Be honest. Be compassionate. Encourage, but mean it. Be a good listener. Give truthful compliments. Support them through failures. Buy them a pizza, which I feel like sometimes... Or sushi. Or sushi. (laughs) Sometimes food, honestly, can be really therapeutic. Yes. And sometimes you just want someone to sit there and be like, F the diet. We need to eat this ice cream right now because I'm sad. Buy me a cookie. (laughs) Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Got you. Point out their natural talents. Challenge them. Encourage them to be creative. Keep them accountable for things they said they will do. So, especially like for people like me. Like if I'm like girls, I need to I need to lose thirty pounds in however many days. Like help me stay on track. Yeah, Yeah. help me stay on track. Um, Give them a thoughtful gift. This one like it doesn't have to be like expensive or anything. Sometimes it could just be your time. Sometimes it could be a sticky note drawing. A sticky note drawing. JT used to make me a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, thanks for my birthday gift. I got it. I got it. Tell them how you feel about them. Listen first. That's important. Encourage action. Like, don't just talk about it. Do it, girl. Go for it. Be about it. Give unselfish advice. Inspire them to learn. Demand that they stand up for themselves. I think that's a good example when it comes to relationships. Show them what they are worth. Because sometimes some people find it hard to see the worth within themselves. So that's when you have friends to, sh- you know, help you. You. Yeah. you. Give constructive criticism. Make time for them. Show them that you care. Focus on their strengths. Remind them of their value. Help them realize their true potential. Celebrate their wins even when they don't. Sometimes you can be humble like that. Be like, girl, that promotion is a big deal. You did great. Lend a helping hand. Just be there. Help them get rid of any negativity. And then it says, seriously, just order a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So before we wrap up a bit, we always have our segment, Knowledge is Empowerment, where we have a word of the week and a fun fact of the week. This week's word of the week is molly coddle. Molly coddle? Molly coddle? Where do you find these words? (laughs) See the the Webster 
Miriam, word of the word of the. I get oh, it from really? Those. Yeah, it's not today's word of the day because I think today's word of the day was like loathe. Nobody <laughs> knows that. What is it again? Molly doodle. The word of the week is molly coddle. Oh, molly coddle. It's a verb which means to treat with an excessive or absurd degree of indulgence or attention. My way to use it in a sentence is my mo- well. This is not like I'm just using it. It doesn't really pertain to me. Kidding, Maybe. not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law tends to molly coddle my 40-year-old husband, and it's annoying AF. Chris is 40. No, I lied about the age, so it wouldn't seem like it's about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the fun fact of the week, the average woman uses her height in lipstick every five years. Wait, that's a lot, that's of, a lot lipstick. of lipsticks. I feel like it might take less time for me to go through that much lipstick. It might take more for me. Because you don't wear that much lipstick, right? I wear it a lot. You're starting to wear more and more. I'm just a little bit. I'm, I stick to my nude colors. Because I don't like how I look with colors. They're not nude. <laughs> I disagree. You both, could look, you both look good in colored lipstick. But you, you probably aren't used to it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's interesting. Five, yeah. Five feet of lipstick every five years. Five, six. How tall are you? Five. You're five feet too? Yeah. I mean, five foot also? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So before we say our goodbyes, just wanted to go around the table and see if you guys have anyone you want to shout out. Things like that. I wanted to shout out one of the four ladies that I was talking about earlier. I'm not going to say her name, but I want to say how strong she is. Her situation It's actually just happened to be one year since she doesn't have her husband in her life. And I see how she still stands strong. She's there for her two kids. I just am so admired by it. I don't know if I would be able to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I want to shout out my girlfriends who have been my friends for years, even though we could have started off as frenemies. I'm glad we got <laughs> over it, um, because I've been able to establish really good, healthy friendships with them, and so a shout out to all of them, including you, JT. Oh. And, <laughs> and Emily. And I wrote to it. <laughs> Um, I want to shout out the ladies that were in uh, the DMV Girl Gang mini Drake video. Oh, yeah. That video was awesome. Yeah. So the idea kind of came to me on a Tuesday. And that same Tuesday, I reached out to Erin. Shout out to you, girl, the videographer. And she was also in the video. And I was like, I want to do this, but I want to do it relatively quickly while the video is still relevant. And she's like, sure, dope. And then I contacted the ladies who were actually in the video and each and every one of them said yes. So that was like Tuesday, Wednesday-ish. I'm like, this kind of has to be filmed this Saturday morning. So I even like changed the date on them. So I think initially we said Sunday and I was like, ugh, Saturday. And they were still down. It was a lot of women to like, and everybody has families, different situations, um, whatever. So you guys all got together at the same location to film? Same location, same time. And I thought filming was going to be like, like an hour. Everybody only had like a 12 second mm-hmm section in the video but literally it took four hours oh my god and it was hot that day it was like one of those days that it was just crazy hot and like humid uh we did it at brookshire gardens so because it was like one of the only nice days in the week it was packed so we had to like work around people and we had to like work fast and then wait for people to like move out of the way way, get out of the shot 
And everybody was just so cool. Everybody was just so quick to, like, get along. And then I think they even started following each other. And now they're, like, acquaintances. And and then some of them met up or they saw each other again at the mixer. So it was nice to see that uh, friendships were made or future friendships. And I think it turned out great. So shout out to Aaron again, the videographer, who was also in the video. The girls from Sugar Zine Magazine, Bex and L, the girls from the Men- Menstrual Psychos, Laura, Lorena, Carla, and Ashley. Shout out to Donna. Shout out to... Who else was in it? Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the video was really cute. I really liked it. I mean, Champagne Poppy hasn't reposted it yet, but I haven't given up hope. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for episode seven. We'll see you again right here, same place, same time, next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, all that on iTunes. And thank you to Veronica and to Emily for coming on our show yet again. I know this won't be the last time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.